Happy Easter. And just a friendly reminder that if you wish to support the ministries of this podcast or of the local church in which I serve, you may send any donations to 563 East Main Street in Philadelphia, Mississippi, 39350, care of Henry's Chapel, UMC. As we hear this text of Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 7, I'm reminded of that phrase that I so often hear as a pastor approaching Easter, which is, well, Easter must be one of those days that you really look forward to because you don't have to work real hard to get a sermon. You know what you're going to preach. And the reality is absolutely the contrary, that it's more difficult sometimes to preach days like Easter and and Christmas and Pentecost, those days where people know the story and are so familiar with the story. I mean, let's be honest, for many of us that have grown up in church, when we hear that Christ is risen, we're not even amazed by it anymore because we just know it to be true. We proclaim it every Sunday, and that's almost disheartening as a pastor, but The hope is that this morning as we hear Mark 16, verses 1 through 7, that we will hear it with a fresh mind, with fresh heart, with open ears to hear the good news. And in Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 7, we hear these words, that when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him, him being Jesus. And as they do so, very early in the morning on the first day, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? And when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be afraid. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He has been risen. He is not here. Look, there is the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So as I said, this is a text that we've heard a lot growing up. And if you're anything like me, you've heard about the stone being rolled away time and time again, but you've probably never really thought about why was the stone rolled away. I mean, if you're like me, I assumed that it was rolled away to let Jesus out of the tomb. But the more and more I really start to think about that, how crazy is that? That Jesus, the one that that has risen from the dead, the one that conquered death, the one that has performed miracle after miracle, Jesus has to have a stone moved to get out. I mean, just think about that. Jesus has conquered death, but then Jesus is going, well, I mean, I conquered death, but I can't get out of this tomb because the stone's in the way. I mean, really, the reality is, is that we have to stop and think that there must be something more. And I've contemplated this over the past couple of weeks and looked at the idea, but what if the stone was rolled away, not to let Jesus out, but to let us in so that we can see what God has done and what God is doing, that we can enter into a relationship with the risen Christ, that we can enter in the tomb, but walk away resurrected through Christ's resurrection. I'm reminded though, as we see this text, that before the women even get there, they find themselves asking the question, who will roll away the stone? You see, they want to see Jesus. They want to encounter Jesus. They want 
to be present with Jesus and to access Jesus. Which is why we're all here. This is why we're listening to this. Because we long to, to meet and see and access Jesus. But they find themselves questioning. How are we going to get the strength to roll away the stone? How are we going to move the obstacles of our lives that we may truly encounter Jesus? Which raises the question to begin with, what are those stones, what are those obstacles in our lives, those barriers that we say, I would love to encounter Jesus, to see Jesus, but I've got this baggage in my life. What are those barriers between us and Jesus, those barriers of hate and division, of pride and arrogance, or of addiction and shame, those things in our lives that have taken hold, that have taken root, that have put up barriers between us and others, that, and we find ourselves saying, I'd love to meet and access you, Jesus, but there's this thing in my life. There's this stone in the way, and I don't know who's going to roll it away. This morning, as we come seeking the risen Christ, hoping that our barriers will be removed and rolled away, hoping to encounter the risen Christ, we hear the good news of our text is this. The hard work is complete. That the stone has already been rolled away. It's kind of like I had this buddy who... uh, Whenever I was getting ready to move to Philadelphia, I called some friends and I said, Hey, the U-Haul will be here at nine. Can y'all come help? And I uh, and they all said yes. And I had this one friend that though he said yes, he he, I don't want to say was lazy, but maybe for some of us we're going he was smart. But he showed up at noon. The hard work had been done. Everything was loaded. He showed up and got to hang out and got to be present. But he, the hard work was done. Everything was moved. And this is kind of how we find ourselves on Easter Sunday. We find ourselves going, I want to encounter you. And Jesus goes, I've already rolled back the stone. But the lie that the devil wants us to believe is that the stone is still there. That we need to wait a little bit longer. That we can't encounter Jesus because we've got all this stuff. And if we want to access Jesus, that we have to do so with our own strength. We have to be strong enough to roll back the stone, to break through the barriers, to break off the chains that bind. We have to live those perfect lives. We have to be good enough. We have to fulfill that checklist that we've heard of growing up. That we have to show up and show out. But what we hear in the resurrection story is this, that Jesus has removed the barriers. He's rolled away the stone. He wants to engage with us. And Jesus says, you may not be strong enough to move your stones, but don't worry. Through my death and resurrection, the hard work is complete. You may not have the power, but Jesus is saying, I am the power. I will remove those stones for you if you will just come seeking me. Your ability to access God is not dependent upon your abilities, and thank God for that. This text proclaims to us that if you want to access Jesus, you don't have to be good enough, strong enough, you don't have to achieve enough, because the stone has been rolled away, and the removal of the stone is an open invitation for God just is saying, just come unto me. An invitation for anyone to come and see what God has done, what God is doing, that if you want to be in a relationship, if you want to encounter the risen Lord, just come on. But the reality is, as we look in our world, so many have not. 
I recently read a Gallup poll that said for the first time since the Gallup poll had started, U.S. church membership has fallen below the majority. U.S. church membership was at 73% when the Gallup poll first measured it in 1937. And it remained near about 70% for the next six decades before beginning a steady decline around the turn of the 21st century and is now at 47%. And I'm sure many of us, many of us are hearing this and going, well, I can give a laundry list of reasons why. They are doing that, and they and this is happening, and this is why that we've seen the decline of the church. And all of those may be valid reasons. I, I'm not going to say they are or aren't, but while there are many factors of facing this, affecting this reality, we as the church, we can't overlook that one of these factors is this, that we as the church have put up barriers as well. That we as the church come and we encounter the risen Lord, but then what we do is we roll the stone back in front and say, if you want to come and be present, if you want to be a part, then you have to. Wear this, present this way, have it all figured out, believe just as we do, have everything under control, don't have that sin in your life, cast off the chains, and don't ask questions, but just have faith. And we seek to posture as though we have this spiritual maturity, that we're farther along than others, that so that we can prop ourselves up in this sense of arrogance, of spiritual arrogance, saying we've got it figured out and you have to figure it out before you come. And as we posture in this manner, it shows that we are not as mature in our faith as we would think that we are. We proclaim that you need to clean up before you approach Jesus, which makes about as much sense as washing off before you take a shower. Because the reality is, is as we encounter the risen Lord, you jump in and you let the shower, or as you get ready to take a bath, you jump in and you let the shower water do the work. And as you encounter the risen Lord, you jump in and you let his grace allow the living water to cleanse you. But as we see the women in our story, they wouldn't be welcome in many of our churches because they have doubts. They have worries. They're asking, after all, who's going to roll away the stone? They, they don't really understand. They, they come bringing burial spices. They weren't expecting to encounter a risen Lord, but they were expecting a funeral. And while we are guilty of putting up blockades and signs and telling everyone that they can come only if they fall in line with what we proclaim and what we believe and, and don't come questioning anything. The good news that we hear this morning is God is the God of a detour or another way. We put up or we see barriers and God creates and sees opportunity. We say, oh my goodness, how am I going to get there because of the stone? And Jesus goes, well, I'll just move the stone for you. We say, oh, well, you have to look this way, that way. And God says, no, I'll come to you because I encountered those that people had cast out in my society and I came to them seeking to heal and bring together not to tear apart not to put up barriers but to tear them down to move away the stone and the women in our story the barrier has been removed 
And the risen Lord is saying, come unto me. God is not inviting, saying, come and do the work. But right now, as we hear of our, in our text today, God is saying, come and see that the Lord is good. And as you see that the Lord is good, then you seek to go to Galilee to encounter and to do the work with Jesus. God isn't seeking perfect faith, but God is seeking enough faith to walk towards Jesus. God is saying, you've got enough faith to come to the tomb to see what's going on. That's all I need. When we come to Jesus, it's never because we have it all figured out. Because if we thought we had it all figured out or all worked out, we wouldn't be coming to Jesus. We come to Jesus because we realize that we are a mess. And the reality is, is we need to help others to roll away the stone and realize we're all a mess. God, we need your grace. We need your love. We need that living water to come and cleanse us. And we are in need of a Savior because we can't do it on our own. And Christ is proclaiming to us this Easter Sunday, bring it on. Bring it all to me. The stone is gone, so come on in. God has moved the stone, but we, we must come and see. God has rolled away. God is saying, I have removed all barriers, all things that you say I can't because I don't want, or this can't, this is what's weighing me down. This is what's getting in my way. God is saying, I don't care. Just come and see. The stone has been rolled away. Are we? Willing to come and see and see what God is doing within us and within our world? Are we willing to come and see and encounter the risen Lord this day? Amen and amen.